It was Christmas Eve red in the south side. Stop it. That's enough. That is enough. No more singing. They don't want to hear about this. All right, okay. They want to hear about why the hell there wasn't a podcast on Monday past. <laughs> well, Danny's are a, a complicated thing, you know, um, mm-hmm. trying to uh, get everyone's in sync with the... Uh, hey, I, was, I was chucking my ring. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, I had like comedy, comedy food poisoning. Um, Tell like, me more. Like proper cartoon vomit. Catherine Wheel of Excrement. <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't worry. Just top side. Oh, good. <laughs> top side. Okay. Um, I, I'd i been feeling off all day and um, I, I decided to, I had a bit of, I felt queasy, I had a wee bit of a shiver, so I thought I'm going to have a bath, heat up. Um, and I got into the bath and then I was, I was like, oh, good, I've got to heat myself. I stand it up to get out and... I just started to, to puke. What the hell were you eating in the bath? <laughs> muscles. <laughs> <laughs> muscles, yeah. Thing was, I shouldn't have cooked them in the in bath. In the bath with you. Uh-huh. But honestly, I just, I wouldn't stop puking. And it was like, I was like a water feature. Like it was like my shins were soaking up water and it was just coming out my mouth. It's like a Botticelli chair of a barf standing <laughs> in the bath. It was beautiful. It was, uh, yeah, so that put me on my back for a few days. And I was like, uh, that's that's one of the reasons, yeah. So sorry, everyone. Um, All six of you needed a reason why we didn't bring this. I'm just joking, there's at least ten. Actually, I do think we charred. Yeah, I we think we bloody charred in the podcast Bloody crazy. Yeah, so thank you so much for everyone for listening. Uh, and thank you. Flinging us up the Apple Music category, charts. <laughs> flinging us up, I love that phrase. <laughs> yeah, let's park that. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you chuckled so hard, you headbutted your microphone. I, know, I did, I did. Uh, but David, the nights are fair drawn out. What have you been up to? <laughs> You're sacked. I know. This is over. Um, no, I just wanted to start the the podcast with um, you know catching up some puke. But also the fact that it was the solstice um, a couple of days ago with this being Christmas Eve and this being live. This is so live it's painful. Yeah. I'm holding up today's newspaper. Actually live today, 24th. Christmas Eve. <laughs> so what, what have you been up to? Ah, uh, You know, December, busy time for, for musicians, isn't it? Lots mm. of function gigs. Video shoots in London. Very nice. Just drove up mm. from London. That was cracking that was really cool actually uh played the hydro tell us more mr joseph got yeah. a support slot for paolo nutini Pick and it paolo. was wonderful amazing paolo's set was amazing that new album's amazing isn't it mm-hmm. just stop saying amazing oh my god it was amazing cracking <laughs> Crackin'. it was smashing it was it was a great night um and a cool experience to do it but yeah i, I just uh just been Chat to Santa, mainly about you, hmm. just to figure out how much coal and tangies are going in your bag. Yeah, um, to recycle part of this, everyone has been using it. <laughs> Tom Coal will be helpful this year. <laughs> <laughs> Keep ghosting. Yeah, what's that sound? Oh.
Santa Claus here. I know what you're thinking. You thought I'd sound older. Well, 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 working for one night a year keeps you young, you know what I mean? Always somewhere to keep your eye mask cold at the North Pole. Always an elf on hand to prepare a honey and ginger martini. Ho, ho, ho. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting carried away. I received two letters with the same Christmas wish this year for me to lend my magical presenting assistance to a seasonal episode of the world's premier grievance-based musical podcast. Thought I'd do it to try and undo some of the public image damage done by that utter reindeer I believe in Santa Claus that they're pushing on Netflix this year. (laughs) I'm getting carried away again. Now, if you're listening to this, I imagine today's conversationalists are close to your hearts. Or, at the very least, close to your festive ears. She puts the odd in podcast and he puts the c***ing raconteur! (laughs) Ha ha! Santa getting carried away once more! That's right. Today's guests are your distinguished hosts, Charlotte Printer and David McGregor. Ho, ho, ho! Don't worry, it's still me, Santa, not David Attenborough. Imagine that, your hosts shortchanging you on Christmas Eve of all days by not having a real guest. What a pair of cheeky Christmas elves they are! Well, they'll be working through some things. That could be good car crash listening, I imagine. Hopefully, they'll go about answering the questions you've been asking them out there in the real world and online. And hopefully, they'll make it off the naughty list in time for Christmas morning! Ho, ho! Not that it really matters to me one jot if they do. That's right, kids. I said what I said. It's the other guy that does the forgiveness stuff. Santa's out of here. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Was that? I have no idea. We seem to have lost two, two to three and a half minutes of time as well. Wild. What's going on? So today, you and I are going to talk to each other, which um, is something we've never done before, actually. No, no and, and <laughs> we thought we'd better find out a bit more about each other. Uh, seeing we've been doing this podcast for seven episodes now, yeah, um, and quite a few of you have been asking us individually to speak more about the, our own terrible careers, <laughs> uh, so we thought, what better time to do it than in a Christmas special? You are all so welcome. I know. Yeah, people have been asking us questions on the internet, someone shouted out the window of a car at me. Still doing the music, guy. Yeah, which made me feel great. Actually, they just started, shouted still and then shat themselves and said <laughs> off. Yeah, it was my pals. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt. Um, Are you still doing the music? Uh, regrettably, 
Aye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still still do the music, eh? Aye. 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 X Factor next. If <laughs> <laughs> I actually get a little bit of an audition for the voice, I'm gonna go down. Um, is the X Factor still going? Yeah, it's still going. Come on, is it? Actually, I, I don't, don't know. know. All I know that it's still going is Strictly Come Dancing. Well, because we're live, uh, text in now to tell us whether or not the X Factor is still, <laughs> it's going. still going. Happy Christmas. Let's jump in. I've got a question, a okay. burning question for you. Okay. What instrument did you actually want to play? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because it won't be the one that you ended up wow. on. <laughs> You're not the first person to say that I play the guitar like a drummer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to play the drums. Uh, I uh, did you? I. I actually don't. Did you say that when we did not rehearse this? No. Well, that's why oh, we, we kept it secrets. Yeah. This, so it's all all big secrets for the genuine reaction of surprise, like like that. Exactly. People want sincerity. Um, so yeah, I wanted to be a drummer, but I. Uh, <laughs> my, my mother was not having it because uh, we lived on the top floor of a tenement and um, not only was there no room for a drum kit but there was no <laughs> there was no appetite for her or the neighbours to hear me rattling away at a, uh, a set of drums and at school I don't think it was as kind of nurturing as perhaps these days so how would you like to express yourself in the music room it was more kind of like here's a keyboard learn that tune about the swans it's got four notes and you can maybe handle well what about you what did you want to play <laughs> uh, I I wanted to play clarinet rock and roll yeah baby come on yes. and, uh, and I did play clarinet Okay, like it, I was given that beautiful instrument, I loved it. And then quite early on in high school, they were like, you're a large gal, you're a large ginger lady, we need a bassoon, here you go, tubby, take this. Wow. <laughs> well, it felt like that, I mean, the bassoon was like the height of me at the time. They were like, here you go, play this, and... The clarinet went into the fire and then the bassoon came out. I'm so sorry. I didn't want that. Did, did they use bassoon in jazz or was that either jazz dream dead? That was my jazz career. Done. I could only play the theme tune for Ivor the Engine. Do you remember this? Or is it just like a parent's thing? Because my <laughs> mum and dad were really excited about it. Like, and then play that. That's wonderful. Every Christmas, play that. Your aunties will love it. Oh, did you, did you get me to perform? Flogged. All this, like, we didn't pay for music lessons for you to not perform at family events. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's intense. I managed yeah. to avoid that. Well, yeah, you're, you're lucky. I didn't, nor did my sister, at least. But, yeah, so... But I gave all that up, don't worry. Became the cool bass player that I am now. Mm. I Everything think- worked out. I think it's maybe because people didn't really want to go, David, come down after the Christmas dinner and play E minor, G and D. Go on. I think your mum would have loved it. He's done it a different way. He's done G, <laughs> E minor and D. Wow. Well, he started at D this time. <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> I am going to become a musician. I'm going to start calling you Jacob Collier, actually. <laughs> Jakey Collie. Jakey Collie. <laughs> 
A very different type of dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I surprise you? Yeah. My first instrument was the bass guitar. I'm not surprised by that because you write cool bass parts. Is it because we're so in sync as well? Yeah, it's kind of like this kindred bass thing. I can feel it. It's like a flow. Um, so I got... Um, I actually, um, when the drumming dream died, I was like, I'll just be a singer then. I'll just be a singer. Mm-hmm. And then I realised... That's the next logical... I, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cartwheel to the front of the stage. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> well, if I can't get enough attention by making lots of noise... <laughs> So, um, yeah, but then I realised quickly that it's like, it's very difficult to write songs if you can't play anything and you're just uh, trying to sing away. So, I got, Here we are. I got a bass guitar from... Uh, First bass guitar. Uh, it was <laughs> it was from uh, a junk shop in, in Partick in the Barton Road. It's definitely not there anymore because I think it was maybe just fencing goods. Uh, but it was 45 quid and it was a, I think it was a Fender Precision copy. Okay. Um, by a, a brand that I think whoever was writing it on the headstock just came up with at the time. Tippex? Yeah. <laughs> Thunder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I, I was, uh, I, learned, I learned to play away on that. Um and then uh, realised that that also wasn't entirely optimal for writing songs on. A lot of low end, no mids, <laughs> singing. I think it makes you write like completely differently. It's the one instrument that I think I can tell when people have written a track around a bass part. I think I still do that most of the time because yeah. um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm just playing the same the same chords on a guitar, and then G E minor and D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can play F now and you have to bar that. Wow, wow, you must have really strong claw hands. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is great. <laughs> so when did you move to bass from Bassoon? I got into uni hmm. on Bassoon. You, oh my God, <laughs> you went to college on a Bassoon scholarship? <laughs> Yeah, wearing like bassoon merch t-shirts and all that. Like, <laughs> come to me for your bassoon needs. Um, I love that. It's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. No, I'm sorry. I know it's not the same. The best part of it was I was shocking at it. Like, truly, not very good at all. Um, but I got into uni on it, and then they couldn't find a bassoon tutor, and I had sang. <clears throat> for my interview audition type thing for Strathclyde and they asked if I would do singing and I went on and did singing and that was great, that was my first instrument and kind of was playing guitar <clears throat> excuse me, in the background and picked up was doing a bit of bass as well but it was after uni that I kind of mm. I was like, my god, people love bass mm. here we go I didn't mean to mock your achievements there, I just... Uh, no, you should. <laughs> no, no, because like, you're an actual musician and studied it. Uh, uh, it's just more I had the delightful notion of like an American college system where you need a scholarship. And there's, I don't know, the Harvard Wind Band didn't have a bassoon. <laughs> Listen, the truth is I got in a recorder, okay? 
Well, that's a hard instrument that to sing. Not, sound good, so. I mean, well done. Skilled. It's Christmas. So we know about first instruments. We know that they were not actually instruments that we now use in our like budding careers. Mm. Tell me about your first gig. I love that. Well, my favourite bit about this is that we're going so in depth. Oh, we're just, really taking it back. Really going, starting from the yeah, the beginning. Just going good luck, everyone. You strap in. You're going to learn so much about people you did not want to know anything about. Don't care about. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first gig I ever played um, was at a school. I don't know what it was. A school talent show or something. I don't know. We did, uh, but we did three songs. I was the singer. It's actually the reason that I still know every single word to It's the End of the World as we know it and I Feel Fine by R.E.M. because I have spent so much time when I was 14 learning every single word of it that it's never left me. It's cute. Um, so we did It's the End of the World as we know it and I Feel Fine by R.E.M. We did Guest List by The Eels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That was the bass player that chose that. Bassist. I know. Um, and I... I think we might have done Smells like Teen Spirit. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. This, that's the content that everyone really wanted out of this. I know. Poor, poor man had only been deed for four years. and <laughs> The thing about that one was uh, we didn't have a name for the band and the bass player told the, per- the teacher that was introducing us beforehand. And it almost caused a, an altercation before we went on because the teacher next up is Aftershock. <laughs> and the, everyone in the band apart from the bass player was like what? because <laughs> very recently uh, there was this new like spirit that had had a oh. huge marketing campaign mm-hmm. <laughs> Aftershock it's like are you serious? there is a VHS video somewhere of me fronting that band oh you can't tease us like that yeah <laughs> On the Insta, there will be a short clip. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should find it. There is a clip of my first gig as well. Yeah, um, yeah, because you will be able to watch and go, wow, the the real advantages of him having such a big head is that you can fit so much more acne on it. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That's so sad, David. I don't know. I think I felt a tear roll down my cheek. Yeah, I can't mop it up from this live room that's so large. I know. Um, that was the first. That was the first um, gig um, altogether. But then uh, the first actual gig in a real venue um, was I filled in for some older boys. Oh, okay, from, popular. From not even from different schools. They'd left school. Okay, this was a big one then. Yeah, so the bass player for the band previously mentioned was going out with this guy who was a bass player in this other band, and he was away on holiday for this gig that they were doing, and it was um, it was for this Partick 2000 celebration. Okay. Um, which is mental, because I would only have been, like, what, 11 years old <clears throat> in the year 2000. So, <laughs> seven years old. Uh-huh. Uh and like so I was still at school and uh, we'd been playing away and I actually listened to a CD that we'd recorded at the time and my bass playing is of such a quality that I'm left to think how bad was the guy that I replaced because they sacked him and kept me after that which I felt guilty about but also it's about how you touch the instrument 
you know, it's all in the touch. So maybe there was something magic. Yeah. Um, so we were practicing for this thing. It was at Cartier's Theatre. Um, and it was, yeah, I don't know what part of 2000 was. Uh, but we got there, we got on stage, and I turned around because he'd like lifted the, the, the curtain at the back of the stage to reveal like the, the backdrop. And it said Partick 2000. And I had a big cross. Oh. And I was like, is, is this a religious thing? But it was too late because it was time to play. And it was, um, <laughs> it was like that bit in, uh, in Father Ted, you know, <laughs> and it's like, some madman's st- stuck up a cross in his garden. <laughs> and it was just like we're on the stage in Cotters just with this giant cross behind us <laughs> painted on the, the banner. I was like, okay. Because afterwards, mum, I'm always like, have you joined a cult? What What is this? <laughs> but was it gig enjoy? Was it busy? Yeah, but it was a bit... It was I, it was just baffling, and uh, yeah, that that band was also fun because like we played at the Halt Bar as well, and um, they had, you know how the Halt Bar had the one side of it had the stage in it, and then the other side had the the Horseshoe Bar, so I get snuck in the side door of the Horseshoe Bar all the way along the back into the other room straight onto the stage, and we're midway through a song, and the band was like. Fucking ages that bass player, and I was like, ah, boom, ba, doom, ba, ah. twenty-seven, my good man. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't want to say eighteen. You're like, twenty, twenty-four. <laughs> just finished a hard day's work here. I know. Oh, just this graduate position's killing me. <laughs> Merry Christmas. What was your first gig? Um, I have two. That I can, they were in quite quick succession. The first one I was playing acoustic guitar on Songs of Praise. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was given that acoustic guitar, big nun strokes, just the up and down easy G. Big nun strokes. My mum and dad have said, you know, and it's just like da 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 up and down. Um, Yeah, and I remember it because my dad has got this Washburn semi-acoustic, and he's had it. It was his first like. (laughs) It was his first like decent guitar purchase, and when he played back when he was younger. And he was like, you can use this on the TV. And I was like, oh my God, amazing, yes. And my um, head teacher, or deputy head of the school, the primary school I was at, kicked it over and put her stiletto through it. (laughs) So, uh, was not hashtag blessed that day. Primary Um, teacher sounds well glam. (laughs) She was glam, actually. (laughs) She was really glam. Uh, So that was my first... (laughs) <laughs> right, hang on. And flurry into TV appearances, may I add? I know. Um, I didn't realise that both these stories are... Wait, right. you didn't realise you're with a celeb? I know, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just didn't realise we'd actually go for the full kind of Christian message for the Christmas <laughs> well, I'm episode. Glad that both of us <laughs> Both of us had that. <laughs> so, the songs of praise, and I was like, so we've reached out today and we've got someone from a Catholic school. <laughs> 
<laughs> Big shout out to St Mary's uh, <laughs> School. Yeah. Oh. That's kind of like um, that's. Wow, sorry. It was, a, it was a it was a pretty big one to start. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and then shortly after that, I like you performed at this the kind of like talent competition type thing of the school solo mm-hmm. singing as Dido. Wow. Yeah, what was that? Here with me song mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm actually feeling quite emotional just imagining it. I had a blonde wig on, <laughs> uh, and a kind of purple <laughs> off-the-shoulders top and a denim jean and boots, and were they were they boot cut, low-rise denim? Of course they were. Oh I mean, what else were oh they going to be? And I, I mean, I sang the shit out of that. I gave my heart to that song <laughs> and to the rest of the primary school, and I did not win. Oh. I don't think there was any winners actually, because I mean, obviously we'd all won. Um, and they were my first gigs. Music won that day. Music did win that day. Dido won that day Dido actually. Did she get the PRS from that? <laughs> hefty, hefty payout <laughs> from St Mary's. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I actually maybe my first gig was earlier then because uh, I was a very kind of shy child and but I like singing and I decided that I would they were going around the classrooms and they're like right who wants to be in the choir and I was going oh, okay, I like singing I like singing and uh, not realising like right everyone will put their hand up down to the blackboard so hold down to the blackboard um, standing in front of it and going right sing <laughs> what did you say I don't know Frere Rouge <laughs> but um, so it was deemed Adequate, and we ended up doing a, a Glasgow schools choir competition, and we ended up at the chaplaincy in uh, in Glasgow University, and we beat the private schools. Good, come on! Yes, yes, we, we scudded them. You feel? Yeah. Were you just like? Yeah. Overcome with emotion after it. Yeah, once once we once uh, the the announcements were made, I stood up in the the pulpit and started belting out the internationally. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlotte, can I can I surprise you? We went back the next year with me as the soloist, and we scudded them all again. What oh, did you? We did. You're obviously not over this. No, just, you've been I'd, dying to tell me this no, for I'd, years. I'd actually completely forgotten <laughs> about it until you brought up songs of praise. Songs of Praise not always in the forefront of your mind. <laughs> it used to just give me the Sunday horrors. The Sunday horrors. Yeah. David's latest album title. <laughs> no. The Sunday horrors. Um, yeah, no, it just used to be like, oh, here's a double, uh, the, the one-two punch of existential crisis and I'm going back to school slash work on order. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I used to get that with uh, 24, the TV show first season I don't know how boop, boop, that boop. that because mum and dad would let me watch half of it before going to bed for school <laughs> the boop, would just give me the fear that the clock was ticking down and going back to get bullied oh. I didn't get bullied I just had no friends <laughs> I can't bully oh. myself <laughs> I, I just cut this now I've got lots of friends I'm really really bloody popular okay this, this desk's too wide to hug you I'm trying I can't mop up your tears and you can't hold me 
just having a proper Proustie in Rush here after uh, I'd completely forgotten about that, that choir thing. I want <laughs> footage. If we can find footage, I think we mm. should put it out for the six listeners. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what, though, like, despite my agnosticism, all that old town in Bethlehem still gets me right there. Oh, Holy Night gets me mm. right in the feels. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's how they get you. They get you young. They get you young. Anyway, sorry, Santa. Now it's time for a Christmas song dashing through the snow and I will fall so sleigh all the hills we go laughing all the way ha 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 stockings to be up Santa coming down to give you presents every single year hey jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way Do you have any like massive blundering stage mishaps that have happened? <laughs> I think this is really what people want to hear. Does getting an electric shock to the face count? <laughs> yeah, and it's the it's one of the. Do you get like things in your life that like see if I'm really hungry, and I make a sandwich mm. and I pick it up mm. and the arse falls out the sandwich like everything. There is nothing that will put me Wait, into a worse. <laughs> Why make the sandwich instead? But there's nothing that will put me in like an instant bad mood like that, apart from getting an electric shock to the mouth off a mic. It's horrible. Um, it happened to me um, in a in a venue in Edinburgh once, uh, and it happened so badly that it left a big purple line across my lip. Oh, and name and shame. <laughs> but I was like, there was a carpet on the stage as well. Uh, you Is know, it soaking. <laughs> and to try and make it better, the sound guy came on and started to spray it with water. Oh, what? And he's like, "I'm just this will sort it out." He's like, "Do you mean it will make it even worse, worse. and probably kill me?" <laughs> wow. So that was fun. I don't think that's the worst stage mishap though. In Kid Canaveral, uh, we were playing at a festival um, up near Inverness. It was Brew at the Bog, um, but it was before anybody. Out with the company knew what absolute roasters, uh, brew dog people are. For some reason, they'd made the they'd swapped the main stage and the second stage around. So from the the year before that we played, and this new main stage was facing north east out into the North Sea, and mm. the field that it was on kind of sloped away down towards the Murray Firth, and it was absolutely Baltic, like. Properly freezing, despite the fact it was May. It snowed a couple of, <laughs> a couple of nights beforehand. And every single one of us was, like, struggling to use our fingers. Oh, yeah, there's... Um, and again, to the point where, uh, like, Scott had seized up in a song because it was so cold. And, like, his drum riser was putting him even higher up into the wind. Like, honestly, this stage might as well have been at the top of Ben Nevis. Oh, no. Uh, and it was getting recorded for BBC Radio Scotland as yes. well. And it was a complete fucking nightmare. Um, it was like one of those stress dreams you have where everything just starts to go wrong. Aye, and, then and you wake up and you're like, oh, your teeth ah! fall down. <laughs> like, I, have, oh. I have stage stress dreams. And this was like one of them. The temperature thing is a horrible... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've done a couple of like, Hogmanay shows outside and it was like... Playing with like... 
two frozen hot dogs. It got to the stage where I was like, I am not going to finger pick this. No. I'm just going to try and make my fingers None strokes. bleed. <laughs> None strokes. Try and make your fingers bleed for warmth. Yeah. Just want to feel something. What is your worst stage mess up? Worst stage mess up? Um, I've been sick in my mouth on stage. I had to choke that down. <laughs> um, uh, illness, nerves or alcohol poisoning? Alcohol poisoning. Nice. Um, and I actually, I caught Miss Jill Jackson out. She plugged my bass rig into a chocolate orange before her show a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so we'd had a discussion about if you start eating a chocolate orange, right. it looks quite rude. The, the orange itself. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm just, okay, I'm just okay. You, you were deeper. looking at me as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah keep digging. Pass me that shovel, please. Um, <laughs> and we'd made that joke. <laughs> How funny we are. And then before her Christmas show, which was great, um, I walked out and had spotted that she had unplugged everything and indeed plugged me straight into a chocolate orange. But I spotted it. I was on it. Yeah. I always check my equipment before I start playing, you see. Pro gear, pro attitude. Pro gear, pro attitude. <laughs> but uh, that would have been good because uh, I probably would have kicked off and shouted at someone. It's not my fault. Can't it be my fault. Um, no, I wouldn't have shouted at anyone. But yeah, that that was funny. But like stage mishaps. I've been at a wedding with someone reversed over a Nord before a, before we played. Oh man, you told me that before, and I felt like honestly felt like physically ill. <laughs> I know it was a shame for everyone involved <laughs> it was just one of those like oh my god <laughs> uh, but and because it was an order it wouldn't okay. have even made a comedy piano noise to come to no no I know um, yeah so no no wild stage mishaps I don't think once get really badly sunburned on stage yeah uh, yeah it doesn't take much for you to get how dare you uh, I've got a base colour of mahogany <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. We both go from transparent to blue <laughs> the, first, the first sun out. And, uh, so yeah, nothing. I got sunburned uh, in Tokyo on uh, the 27th All right, of December once. Oh, don't give us that. <laughs> I've just been in London for three days shooting on this. Yes. <laughs> don't come at me, we are non-strokes. Mary Chrysler. Oh, my God. I do believe we've got a phone-in question. The switchboard is lighting up. Um, Take it. Is it, hot, is it Hotline 1? It's it's Hotline 1. Who is it? Okay, I'm just fading. Hello, who's that? Where are you going from? What's your favourite memory from childhood Christmases? Well, that was abrupt. No name, no nothing. Don't need a name when you're that big, though, do you? Really? Are you making assumptions? <laughs> <laughs> Thought they sounded familiar. Um, so, Charlotte, what is your favourite memory from Christmas? I'm going to go really heartfelt and sweet. Good. And I remember... So my mum and dad do the whole thing. Don't need a stocking. You need a pillowcase because you can get more shit in that. You can get that <laughs> bag of crap full to the brim of like the wee aliens that you think can like make babies in the goo and all that mm. nonsense. So, Elise and I had a great year. Two 
brimming pillowcases and all the presents under the sun. It was ridiculous, completely spoiled, if I'm honest. <laughs> and at the end, my mum and dad were like, oh, "You've there's actually one tucked behind the couch for you. And I uh, pulled the couch forward and it was my seagull acoustic guitar, which I still wow. love. And I love seagull acoustics. And it was the best present. It was amazing. I love that guitar dearly. I'm very like funny about that guitar. I don't really like it being touched, touched <laughs> or gigged <laughs> or anything like that. And I don't really know why, because it's totally battered, because I've gigged mm. the shit out of it. But it was a, I still, I remember the feeling of getting that and opening. It was the first time I had like an inch, you know, in the box, like mm, the shape mm. of the boxes and all that. And I f- it felt very like, I've got a grown up instrument. Nice. It was nice. What about you? Um, I mean, that's not, that's not weird. I still got my first guitar. Um, I don't have my first bass. I gave that to a, a music charity. Set because. that on fire, didn't you? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because it, it would be better in someone else's hands than mine. But, uh, no, I've still got my... I, uh, my first guitar was a Yamaha Pacifica. Yeah. Um, like a natural kind of sunburst one that I got uh, half, half for my birthday and half for wages for working at McDonald's. So... I kind of feel like I can't give it away because uh, ah, it's like a it's it's sentimental value, but also like there uh, there are scorched fingers and uh, hours of stinking of cooking fat in that guitar. Bedded into the neck. Yeah, of that yeah, yeah. I think it's just the, the Christmas vibes that I miss most. <laughs> like being, oh, David. <laughs> well, no, it's but everyone uh, used to go to my grand's uh, until she 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 passed away. Then at the end of the 90s um, and uh, it was just that really nice kind of warm Christmassy like gathered around a table crackers like the full yeah. thing going to get pick up the turkey up the town with my granny when, when I'd finished school and stuff and just all that kind of build up of like oh it's Christmas oh my god it's Christmas it's actually happening it is a really sweet feeling yeah and like the same jokes every year. Like, there will mm. not be a year when my dad does not make the joke that the hats inside the crackers will not fit his big head. Mm. Like, that just won't be a thing. Actually, I don't like that about Christmas. Do you it? not get the party hats to fit yours either? No, they body shame me every year. Oh, me bitches. <laughs> I know. Dad always gets one on, though. Do you manage? Like, I have to have it... Um... Sellotaped open it, cut it at the back and string it. <laughs> Just me. No, I have it at a jaunty angle, like uh, Jughead nice. for Archie Comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I took it too far there. Yeah, yeah that, that, that one's done. Um, yeah. What's your favourite Christmas cracker joke? Because <laughs> there's one that always sticks in my head. Oh, wait. Uh, right, you go first, you go first. What is E.T. short for? What is E.T. short for? I don't know. He's got wee legs. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> you won't forget it. I can't. I won't forget that. But I can't remember a single Christmas cracker joke. And to talk about Christmas crackers, because I brought this up with two people recently, and nobody had a clue what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get the mood fish? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Right. I, so it's yeah, not. Oh. Yeah. Right. Like it's the weirdest thing. It you is. can get it. At, like, and it's as if somebody's just been like, right, take the end of that Quarterly Street box, <laughs> cut them all up, and we'll see if their palms are sweaty. Well, 
spaghetti. Yeah. And then it all folds up. They're angry as hell. Yeah. And if it's flat, they're calm. Elise and I used to sit for looking at this wee thing and it would flip over and all that. And it would be, that means I'm a genius. <laughs> like, I think I understand the reason that they're in there now. To keep Wayne's away from that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Elise also used to run around with quality street wrappers over her eyes as if she could see in 3D. Nice. We want to discuss some of the stuff that we have asked our lovely guests who have joined us up until this point through the year. Yeah, so um, this is the, the career nadir part of the podcast. <laughs> Great. So, David. Yes. What's something that's happened that has been so awful, it's almost been funny, but it's briefly made you consider giving up music completely? Oh, what should I pick? I, this one possibly takes a wee, this is a, a few things leading to a proper kind of a... Oh, this is a journey. Just a proper kind of like lying, staring at a ceiling, going, I am 3,000 miles from my house, what am I doing? Yeah. So uh, it was on tour with Kid Canaveral um, in the US and Canada and we were playing in Chicago and it was a decent gig. It was very exciting because it was also at the Double Door, which is the venue that John Cusack uses to launch his record label in the motion picture High Fidelity. Mm -hmm. So that was exciting. That is cool. Um, But because of finances, available time and circumstance, we had to drive to... Toronto overnight so that's uh, an over 11 hours over 11 hours on the road um, and we did it in you know three shifts split between the three drivers none of us resenting the band member that could not drive at all uh, so we're driving for 11 hours it's pretty intense like we stopped at Denny's and uh, a man high on drugs uh, uh, sat in his car in the car park staring at us for the full time while we had some food and coffee to keep us awake so that, that kind of added to the intense vibe we got to the Canadian border and they hauled everything out of the van just pulled all the gear all the merch and stuff and they were like giving us a hard time about it we should have made an appointment or something which we had but it was you know, it was a nightmare because we were all sleep deprived one of us had just woken up because they were having their rest break so they were no use at all we got to Toronto and we're playing at this um, really kind of nice venue I think it was the, the Drake Hotel um, and we got there early in the morning we're playing that night we got to sleep in the artist apartment but the heating was turned up full we were all in the one room like there's plenty of space and beds but we couldn't open the window either so all of us were lying in semi-consciousness at best for five hours in absolutely roasting heat we got up ate food did the sound check and played one of the worst gigs we ever played and it was just awful because like there was relatives there like who lived in Canada there was a decent crowd and we were just shite so we're all despondent after that we then had to this is this is like a snow this is the snowball that is okay. that leads to the point of just like what am I doing with my life so because we tried to fit too much in we were absolutely burst and it was rotten so we we got to Burlington in Vermont via a border crossing uh, where I'd accidentally pulled across the line too far um, and the cheery US customs lady said with a big grin on her face 
don't do that again because you're in danger of causing an international and or terrorist incident if you pull forward into this restricted area because there's a wee bit that would pop up and flip the car over to stop us uh, ramming it and it's just like yeah cool okay can we come in so got through drove down through upstate New York lovely got to Vermont um, and we <laughs> this was like a filler gig so we had a full like run of gigs, but we're like, we kind of need somewhere in between New Jersey <laughs> and Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, like, because the last night was in New York, and uh, we'd Burlington University town. Uh, we thought we'll do an acoustic show. That's fine. It's in a cool cafe, and we got there, and the person that we're staying with was this. Uh, someone who had uh, emigrated from Scotland was putting us up and they were like really sorry Morris is playing the night and all and um, this is before he'd gone fully leaned into his uh, Mr Britain first so everyone else was going to see Morrissey that night including the people we were staying with and like it's fine I'm sure there'll be some people at this cafe so we went and it was not like a cafe venue like you would normally expect it was just like a cafe that had a wee stage in the corner like a pub where you do karaoke. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I said, like, okay, this is fine. So the staff were hostile, mm. would be generous. Friendly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we set up and sound checked and paid for our dinner, <laughs> <laughs> which we later found out that we'd been charged twice for. Good, okay, yeah, this yeah. is going well. And... The support act was a belly dancer. I'm just shocked that you had a support act, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We found out also that we were not the headliner. Oh. But I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So the support act was a belly dancer who went down a lot better than we did. Mm-hmm. Um, who, when we were sitting at the other side of the venue, just having a wee drink came over and made eye contact came round us individually trying to enforce eye contact with each of us friendly whilst dancing at us okay which was intense I bet yeah so we we play so it was mainly me playing and Kate occasionally as well to a less than enthused audience who were just trying to eat their fucking dinner yeah and we were like, right, at least it's over. <laughs> and the headline act was three old Turkish lads playing like romp, like absolutely stomping Turkish traditional music who also went down much better than us. <laughs> we got back to... We got back to the, the place that we're staying and I just sat in this armchair with a beer and I just like just sat there just staring at the wall, like across the room, just being like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I'm exhausted. You know, everyone's tempers are slightly frayed as well because it's been two nights since we've had a decent show. Like, we've gone from playing nice actual music venues to a pretty crusty cafe where everyone in it hated us. And... um. I hadn't eaten properly for 
nine days yeah and it was just proper kind of like why it was like had a big laugh about the fact that we'd gone down worse than an actual belly dancer because it was like tonight spinal tap tomorrow night puppet show you know Uh, but then after the laughter stopped all of us were just like proper thousand yard stairs and like this is not Next one, no, our gracious host made us blueberry pancakes that were whole meal. Uh, the first whole meal we'd seen since we'd left Scotland. The first fruit that we'd seen since we'd left Scotland. Because it's very difficult to eat healthily on the road in America because it's all diners. Yeah. Um, and that kind of sorted us out a bit. And then we had New Jersey and New York to finish the tour. And they were both good, apart from the electric shocks to the face in New York. Because it was like the CMG kind of fringe thing that we were doing. All right, okay. But yeah, it was like under a railway bridge in Brooklyn. And it was great, but like, it was painful. <laughs> really, real roller coaster turn, isn't it? I know. Yeah. It's just like, I thought that would be, f- I actually thought that would be funnier, but then I realised as I kept going, I was like, this is just depressing. Quite sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's quite <laughs> yeah I'm quite emotional after all that. Um, wow. I think the main, po- the main problem, no, not the main problem, what compounded it was that that tour had been booked to promote a new record. Yeah, but we didn't have a new record, and the reason that we didn't have a new record was because when we were over uh, on tour in the, on the continent, and I'd got a horrendous like in, like illness in in France, so we'd done a show in uh, Lons, and um, I'd start to feel really ill, and then everything just went wrong, like fever wheezing both ends oh no the true Catherine wheel oh yeah it was horrific to the point where it was like I got lifted out of the van and propped up against the microphone hand, handed my guitar in Lille I don't really remember playing the gig but we did it did an hour in Lille then I got carted back into the van again and then we did uh, another show in Paris and honestly I left the toilet to go on stage and then immediately went back to the toilet again. Um, it was horrific. And yeah. then afterwards, the promoter was laughing at me, going, "After every song, when you were trying to speak in French, you are uh, you were actually saying thank you, nice arse, instead of thank you very much, because merci beaucoup and merci beaucoup are far too close together for a non-native speaker." There we go. So basically, I'd been sexually harassing a crowd whilst, for an hour. yeah, whilst looking intense and sweaty. Um, so I, I ended up in hospital in, in Edinburgh in a, like unable to eat almost anything for a fortnight uh, like I lost a lot of weight I looked great for the album for <laughs> I knew you were going to say that yeah. like, oh the only god. silver lining of illness uh, I was like oh my god David have you got an opiate addiction <laughs> my god you're so great <laughs> yeah wow um, but we had to cancel the last session for the album in the studio and then the person who was recording it went away to do front of house sound with a band that was doing a, an international tour so it meant that everything got kicked back so that we didn't have the record for the tour in the album and we didn't have the budget to rearrange that entire tour so it kind of became and here's a second American tour to promote the first record oh right so it was yeah. just like 
it just felt like everything was unraveling that year and to the point where it's like that show in Burlington was just like I don't I think that that's enough we've that's plenty <laughs> yeah we've, we've I've, I've had yeah we've fucked had it. a good run yeah uh, that's, that's me that's it then yeah I get that that was awful <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so that. bad I didn't cry mm, um, you should have yeah. probably would have been a better uh, but it would have been really healthy if I had I think, uh-huh. if yeah. I just let it just let it go mm. But instead, I've just you know I've just popped that away like for another wee tumour. Bury it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's far too much chat from me. Sorry. Hey, what's what's something that's happened to you that's been so awful that it's uh, almost been funny, but it's briefly made you consider giving up music? Um, so it's that you know when you ask me that, and when I read and thought about that question, um. It's funny because there's been so many things that have made me nearly give up music that haven't been funny in any way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and they're all the things that I can kind of think of. Okay, let's just uh, uh, let's ask that again. What's something that's happened that's been so awful it's briefly made you consider giving up music? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm going to try and keep this light. It's Christmas. Ho, 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 you know? Let's not bring everyone down. No. Because music can be great. People love misery. People love to exploit other people's emotions. So you you be sad. You take it down. Okay. Um, no, whatever you're comfortable with, sorry. <laughs> um, keeping it... I mean, there was a tour with a band um, that I had kind of jumped in on and it was just madness from start to, it, to finish, like... Mm. I won't go into it okay. too much, but I mean, we're talking about like sleeping in people's houses. I'm not even sure they knew that we were in their houses because there were plant pots been tipped to find spare keys at like three in the morning. Um, shows like driving for like 20 odd hours straight to do shows you know the whole like mm. baby wipe showers after four days of not showering in a disabled toilet somewhere mm. um, th- there's that sort of stuff that when you look at it things get so delirious and funny that you're like this is so funny and then you have that moment of what the hell am I doing mm. but it's still funny so there's all that actually when I joined Skippinish because mm. I wasn't from the trad scene mm. or world one of the first gigs I did was on Isle of Call. Oh, I have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember getting there and seeing how small Call was and that basically when I got off the boat and stepped foot on Call, there was no phone signal. Uh, and we were playing in what was like, a, I think like a community hall, but also a post office and a shop in one building. And... I, I just freaked out. I was I can't go I can't go off here. I can't go home. I don't mm. have signal. Uh made me deeply anxious. Anyway, did the gig. As always with Skippinish, it was great fun and really heartwarming mm. and the you know, the crowd loved it. And then the next day the guys were like, Cool, we're gonna take our boat back. They had a boat that they had brought that some of them arrived in. I think the boat is Skippinish. <laughs> and uh, got on the boat and the guys that run it who are total gems were like let's get some content let's pipe as we leave call 
and everyone join in and sing. And there is footage of this as the boat picks up and I instantly go green mm. and I'm trying to sing Walking in the Waves. But I'm also like up chucking. Oh uh-huh. Yeah. I mean like there is there is sick in my mouth like mm. most of this. Uh, and that made me be like because at the start I was like, are all skipperish gigs like this? Mm. Are they all in tiny islands? Hold on, let me find the spot where I start. Oh, Lord, I okay, was... ready? Yeah, I was ready. Okay. Let. Wait, hold on, I gotta go. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Let there be let there be peace on earth, the pe- the peace that was meant to be with God. I remember turning up for a gig in South Africa. And oh, you've been to South Africa. Uh, I mean, oh, it's it's right. Right. Come on, it's it's right. Right. come on. And um. It was like it's okay. Don't worry. That your your equipment's been hired out there. What you know? Can you spec up your bass and all this? What would you like? Give them um, the whole thing. Four strings. Yeah. Uh, at least two knobs. Yep. Uh, a wee hole for the wire. <laughs> four strings. I'm only going to use one. Um, <laughs> you know, give them the whole shebang. This is what I would like if this mm. is available. If it's not, here's a suitable B rig. <laughs> and then <laughs> got there, and what was there was like. A teenager had bought a P-Base and had put a mirrored pick guard on it Ugh. and then had nail-painted all the frets, like, with actual nail varnish, right? Mm. And, like, set up what? They've set me up. That's what's happening there. Yeah. And it was and one of my first gigs with this artist, and it was a big gig. It was a big gig. Oh, and you looked like you brought your teenage bass. I looked like I'd brought a bass from when I solely listened to My Chemical Romance. Mm. It was truly shocking. That's, that's that made me want to be like, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not today because I can't be arsed with the backlash of this as if I've brought this. Um, I was I was playing at a festival, uh, and because it was uh, you know in a a fairly remote part of a foreign country, it was like loan, loaner instruments. So they had like a set of instruments, um, and you know you could choose and stuff. And uh, the I was using an electric to do a, a set, just me and one other person, like uh, Lindsay was with me doing backing vocals. Uh, and I had it; it was slipping out of tune so so much, and it needed a set set up so badly that I actually had to um, swap it out mid song and grab the nearest acoustic. Oh! And then try and work out, like because it was in a certain tuning as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of. Like, I just has like, this is uh, actually an avant-garde piece. So if you have a problem with it, then you just don't understand Stand. it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get this. You don't get this one. It's like, oh god, this is like one of those dreams again. <laughs> oh. Did a wedding in the Amalfi Coast. Mm-hmm. I had to drive a van like a like a splitter, like a nine-seater mm. splitter. Took the wrong turn on like a sheer cliff mm-hmm. drop, and I mean we're talking. Like getting, like trying to three point turn this thing on a cliff edge, right? With 
me being nominated driver mm-hmm. for this hire ban uh, and I mean heart and mouth is not heart and arse <laughs> oh, making buttons like <laughs> oh it's terrifying you're just driving round Malfi was an, an experience uh, in a in a splitter you know you're, you're cobbled streets to get anywhere and you're honking the horn they don't care I'm mm-hmm. having a fucking affogato get lost like yeah that was fuck me I, that was actually that was more fun that was funny uh, once um, the van we had broke down in the middle of Birmingham uh, on the motorway just uh, after we'd crossed the lip of like one of the tunnels that you drive down through oh good yeah uh, partially in then yeah so we had to hop out of it and push it back up and oh no nah. but then across a slip road and this is like at rush hour it was awful it was a brand new van as well from the place and the clutch just went and is like, this is the one thing we didn't want to have. We are so lucky to be doing music. Yeah. And this is why we're still doing the music. Hey? <laughs> this isn't festive though, this what chat. A callback. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a Christmas jumper when I tell these sad stories. You are actually, I'm not, but I'm wearing a hat with yeah. a bobble on it. Okay. So ho ho ho. It's, it's, it's tenuous, but I'll let you I guess. No, no. Um, let's... Let's get festive. I okay. think we've got another caller. Yeah. Yep. Take it. Another caller. You're alive on still doing the music, guy. Caller, what? What do you want to say? What's your favourite Christmas song? Woo! Okay, that was again abrupt. God, real attitude there. I know. Wow, okay, but what a question. What? So, a, what a question. Indeed, David, what is your favourite Christmas song? Steel Ice Band. What's that? Uh, Gaudete. So, just find myself cutting about the house singing in Latin, and Katie's worried that I need to exercise. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. That sounds festive. You know, sounds cheery. Die, die. <laughs> that one. Okay, okay. Kind of makes you, you like want to have a glass of scrumpy and smoke a big bifter. Oh. But in a cathedral. Okay. That's also Bougie. In, in a field at Glastonbury. Lovely. Okay. Uh-huh. At the yeah. Shangri-La section. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the crustiest thing that I'll allow, to be honest. Anything beyond that. And the hose is coming out. I'll get the hose. What about you? Mm. Um, I'm quite, quite basic with this. Go on. I really like driving home for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I do, and it makes me feel a certain yeah. way, and I love it. It makes me feel jolly, jolly. I love the stream of consciousness the lyrics. Almost like, It has been so long. I'm sitting at a traffic jam. I've made eye contact with the punter next to me. Oh, he's just like me. He's got a guitar in his lap. It's just like, go on, Chris. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I also had to recently learn that Meli Kalikimaka, the Hawaiian Christmas song. Ooh which doesn't do at any point what you think it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was into that. It's a little cheeky one. I liked it. While we're on Hawaii. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Curveball. I've bought you a ukulele. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, like ukuleles. Uh-huh. Or is ukulele plural as well? Anyway, a ukulele used by someone from Hawaii uh-huh. acceptable 
a ukulele used by anybody out with? Oh, are you? Unacceptable. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Just checking. Uh-huh. Yeah. I knew I knew we were on the same wavelength. I know okay. where this is taking us as well. There are people that can play well. It doesn't matter. No, but it should lead on to what's the worst musical purchase you've ever made because yeah. I think for half of musicians it will be... A, a ukulele. A ukulele. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of like, you know, oh, oh, they can play the ukulele so well though. That's like saying they're really good at like hitting swans with a baseball bat. Like it's not big, it's not clever. You shouldn't do it. It's offensive. I think as an entry... No. No? Okay, no. right. Get a fucking mandolin. All right. <laughs> what is your worst musical purchase? Um. <laughs> it can't be the one that we got you for your, your birthday. Oh, no, my tomatone. No, of course not. It's amazing. Um, what's my worst musical purchase? Yeah. I am somebody who occasionally buys guitar effects pedals before thinking too, too much about it. Uh, not anymore, but I used to be. Like crazy pedals yeah. that you think are going to be class and are going to be like a soundscape and they're not. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, so this is a really fun pedal. Like it's a really good bit of kit. A bit of kit, what a wanker. Wow. I've got a really good bit of gear, guys, on my I board. Know, oh. I know. I, uh, but first, here's my clean tone. <laughs> uh, oh, I hate myself. Right, uh, I got a slicer, like a Boss slicer or a Roland slicer. Same, <laughs> a Roland slicer. No. Uh, no. no. <laughs> um, and it's it chops up the signal from your, your guitar or whatever instrument you put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a MIDI clock, so you can sync it to the, the tempo. The tempo of the song that you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry, the true me just yeah. crept out for a second there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, do, ask, go on. ask the question just so you can empty a big Christmas bucket of scorn on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's good. It's like all these modes, it chops up. Sounds like really kind of rhythmic and all that. But I bought it going, I'm going to do great things with this. And then I realised it was at the time, it was like... We do not have the stage set up to like have a MIDI clock attached to this. See if it comes with a MIDI clock. I'm wanting it to write the song for me. I want to play a chord <laughs> into that and what comes out is the whole Sibelius orchestrate button and yeah. it just does it. Yeah, before we get too you know, gear-heady, so for anyone listening that doesn't know what a MIDI clock is, it's uh, you can connect it to a, a source that is putting out the tempo of the song to keep whatever effects in time with the song. Um I did say that earlier, but um, Charlotte was mid scorn. So, oh, uh, so anyway, like at the time, didn't have the the. We used it for one song in the Fallen album for a tiny bit of the middle eight. Uh, really not justifying it at all. And then I tried to use it live on the on the radio once without having it on the radio. Live on the radio without having it tempo synced, and it was wild. I wish you could see my, my face at the moment. It was, yeah. yeah, Charlotte looks genuinely uh, alarmed. Um, it was just for a solo, but my word. Holy titsmas. It was fucking Fleeing. all over You're the like, shop. I loved it. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was that was also the same session where I'd been asked to play um, Keys on, a, on the cover song because it was like... 
uh, it was when Kid Canaveral had done a, a split single with Ken Creosote and we'd done a tour for it and stuff and we were on doing songs from the single and then a cover of the uh, hidden track from Green by R.E.M. and uh, I, I was playing keys on it and I can't play the keys really at all and it was honestly like one of those nightmares where you're standing in your pants on television except I was standing fully clothed on live radio having to play three chords good and it was terrifying were you out your comfort zone though? far from my comfort zone that's a great thing oh, that's great. how you develop and learn you push yourself oh pushing I'd be more comfortable pushing the envelope up my arse and playing the keyboard line and wow radio. you heard it here first mm. true exclusive true <laughs> exclusive um, the yeah, so I think that probably that slicer pedal that made me do a wild solo on the... Uh, okay. The, the solo will be soloed and available to hear. <laughs> As an NFT. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone. And it's just a small patron donation for that one. Um, NFT, no fucking thanks. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I think um, Audrey Tate, former podcast guest, is yes. the proud current custodian of that slicer pedal in Nova Sound Studio, so... Is she? She is, yeah. Wow. I wonder how many pantos that's appeared on. It's really good for, like, um, uh, studio work and, uh, like, putting textures and songs, but see live, it's just like, this is too much. Too much. What has been your worst musical purchase? Oh, this is easy. This is, like, clean answer. My worst musical purchases have Mm. been... Not only my first, but second and third cajons that I have oh, bought because there is no need Charlotte. for a cajon. But I have three and splash hats that I've purchased. And I went down that I went down that road and I went far down the path. I gigged it. Oh. I enjoyed it. And now I've got three cajons and I'm not proud of it. It's bad enough having a cajon, but you've got cajoners. Oh. Aye, so three cajons later... It's a wonder that I've made any friends. When I'm like, hey guys, I've actually got a bassoon recorder, three cojones in the back. Do you want to just jam it out? Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone DI that bassoon straight in. Um, I've learned all of the new Chili's record. Uh-huh, on on brushes. On <laughs> brushes on my tiny, tiny snare and my splash hats and cojones, my <laughs> kick pedal. Who do I think I am? I can't even play drums. That's the funny bit of it. And your fingers get so sausagey and fat when you're playing cajon. You know, and you've been out walking up the hill and it's mm. sticky and you, well, I've got these big sausagey del- digits. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you're bent over it a cajon. You and- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to really, really live like the new king. Um, I- That's like the drum version of a ukulele. Yeah, it is. And like a kazoo. Mm-hmm. You, you just look like you're permanently in a gap here. You look like you're trying to be a musician. Mm. Just, uh, and we all are. Got yeah. a new uh, ballet sticker for the side of my cajon. cajon. Yeah. You can actually roll the snare off this one. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a bit of an upgrade from the last one I got. Um, oh, sorry, just uh, sweep sweep the backing off the top of it before you sit on it. 
Right, that's enough. Okay, sorry. I've never rolled on my gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're just sitting in storage in a lockup somewhere at the moment. Okay, so okay, okay. covered in cobwebs, not backy. Um, oh, I know exactly where they're stored. Actually, do you want me to mysteriously trash them one night when I'm <laughs> dropping off my gear? When we have to start a fire for warmth, yeah, it will be the cojones that go in first. Yeah, I can't wait to be in that room in January. Yes, I know, I know. Oh, 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 oh. Got another caller. Uh-huh. Hello okay. there, caller. Yep, happy to... Go ahead, on you go. You are live on Glad Radio. What's your least favourite Christmas side dish? Okay. Wow. Yep. To the point, again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that... They might have called already. Um, so, yeah. what is your least favourite side dish then? Christmas side dish. Um, uh, right. This is a complicated answer, okay? <laughs> and one that I feel like I'm really, I'm really sharing with everyone. Mm. You know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I love sprouts, but sprouts be not the loving of me. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I don't like bread sauce. What the hell is bread sauce? Oh, that was going to be mine. Was it? Yeah. Thankfully we can share that, but I've let the world know that Brussels sprouts kill me, but... Well, (laughs) they're good for transit. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, I hate sprouts, uh, but, like, uh, there's too much sprouts-related patter at this time of year. I know, I know it was an obvious answer. Who's taking on big bread sauce? No one apart from us apparently. Uh, what even I it's I think so made a gravy. My every every time that I go to my in laws for Christmas, there it is. Bread sauce. And I'm like Why is bread a sauce? I know. It's like this looks like a bird feeder after a monsoon. Had you stored that one for no. us? Right, okay, okay. No, I was just trying to best. Is it wallpaper paste? These are, these are straight <laughs> off the top of my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's, it is a bit like, oh, you've 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 put bread in, in the sink and then covered it in nutmeg and salt and, I don't know, te- tears. Why? <laughs> <laughs> just why? I don't know. Um, like, I don't, I'm a... I'm a pescatarian, so like, I don't eat turkey anymore. But see, I once tried turkey, the most disappointing and dry of birds, and bread sauce mm-hmm. because I never had it before. And I just wanted to fresh be my plate out the door. Just a very beige meal. It's just like it didn't look too crazy to start with, and then I put, you know. Can you stuff a fish? Christmas. And <laughs> <laughs> end up in the register a few days. <laughs> I actually liked Oh <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah, finish it, come on, just go there. No, um, I, for Christmas dinner, for a, a fishy Christmas dinner, I go for the salmon on croute, get a bit of puff pastry, uh-huh. wee garlicky creamy sauce, nice fresh parsley, rattle over the salmon, Yep. puff pastry on the top. Lovely. Humorously offensive message spelled out with the cut-offs. Yep. Sent Audrey a good picture a couple of years ago that... Uh, you can text her about and yeah in the oven and then it's nice it's nice it's nice it's nice 
don't, don't know what I'm going to do this year. Don't let it swim in bread sauce, though. Because no. it's too viscous. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm glad we both landed in the same hideous Christmas side dish. It's just wrong. Matchmakers or After Eight, so. Neither, they're both Nestle. It needs to be a little own brand. Okay, if you have a little own brand version, what would you go for? <laughs> okay, okay Mr. then, Walk. okay. <laughs> uh, oh, um, I think matchmakers because they're better for binging. They are. They're great. Like, After Eights, Aldi or Lidl, or I can't remember what the Lidl one's called, but it's got a great name. Like, you know how they sometimes go for, they flirt with a pun, uh-huh. but I can't remember what it is right now. Um, they're, they're like, oh, this is very nice. You know, like you feel decadent and luxurious. It's like, it's oh, luxurious. so you're going to go for maybe three. Aye. Mm-hmm. But then if you go for a fourth, you've ruined it because you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusting. Yeah. Whereas, because of the wee crunchy bits, the fact that matchmakers or their uh, knockoff equivalent are light, you just, you can rattle a whole box and then... Easy. You're only 20 minutes into I'm up at a Christmas carol. <laughs> I think we should do it. I think we should wrap this with your favourite, favourite question of all time. That Nobody knows why this is your favourite one. Like I've been like, I love talking about touring. You love knowing what the worst experience at a motorway services you've ever had is. So David, <laughs> what is the worst experience you've ever had at a motorway services? Go. Wow, did you bring an 808 into the studio just yeah, for that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, th- This is a great leveller. Because it it's a very easy place to have an undignified bad time, a service station. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still reeling from the fact that you've had a shower, not a service station. Like, I understand why, but... I've I had just... a shower in TB. Yeah, well, okay. That's like a spa. Showered in my own tears from the £40 sandwich that I bought in there, but yeah. yeah. I think... I'm going to go with the tradition of... All of the other ones that we've discussed pretty so it's much. it's toilet based. It's toilet. Yeah. I need to make toilet. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had, um, I was out celebrating and I'd been convinced to have some oysters, right? And I don't like oysters because mm-hmm. it's like eating snorters. It's not actually, but okay. See if you cook them, right? No. Nah. Grill them. Mm-mm. Wee bit of Tabasco. Wee bit of breadcrumb, wee bit of like cheese in them. Cheese? Like no, like hard cheese. Okay. Like a wee bit of gran, you know, parmesan. Excuse me. Or the vegetarian equivalent of parmesan. Mm-hmm. Um under a grill. Very nice. I had that somewhere once. Someone cooked that, that was nice. But like eating them raw, snorters. Mm. Actual snorters. So anyway. Had them at a very nice Italian restaurant in Glasgow. Thought it'd be safe. Convinced into it. It wasn't safe, Charlotte. It wasn't safe at all. Okay. So played a gig that night. Yep. And then was heading down in Edinburgh that night. So must have been like a late lunch or something. Went through for the gig in Edinburgh. Started to feel a touch, a touch odd. Um, got up the next morning to go to London to do a show. Uh, and just at that bit in Yorkshire in the A1M, mm-hmm. like where you've got the big cooling towers, like yeah. that people use as shorthand for it's the 80s and like videos and that. Yeah. 
I was I almost screamed into the back of the the person driving the van's um, head like stop it the news I was digging because, it's happening <laughs> yes because I'd had um, the shunt oh like the cold sweat like this is happening the, the shunt yeah like the, there was movement it was happening it was not it was give me a, a noise representation of that or I'll do it in the mic <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, uh, like, I had the proper slip, not stomach. <laughs> and um, uh, I was just like, just you need to come off the road. You need to come off the road. You need to come off the road. It was like proper pissing cold sweat, and it was um, like you know, I felt like my intestines and my 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 insides were like the the pinball thing in. Sesame Street, you know the thing that I use for my sound check kind of vocal thing. Yeah. The one, two, three, four, five, and like the the I could just feel like the pinball going down and oh, winding no. around and winding around. It's like nee, nee, go, nee, pull over. So we pulled into the grimmest services, like one where it's just a garage, and it's got one toilet in it. Aye. And you need to get a key for it. So. It was proper, like, kind of kisses, always kind of things. You can't even string us. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, it's open. It's open, you don't need the key. So I'd been waiting behind someone, like, hopping back and forth, <laughs> couldn't forget the key, because it looked like it was one of the ones you needed a key. Turns out I just hadn't pushed hard enough in the door. So then oh, I ran don't back push hard so, enough yeah, for no, fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to exert too much force <laughs> in one direction in case it had an equal and opposite <laughs> effect, you know? Um, so... I got into the toilet and there's one, there's one cubicle. There's two urinals, one cubicle, a grotty wee sink. Get into the cubicle and it's kind of like, I won't go over the top here, right? But it was one of the ones where you're holding on to both sides. David, there's been so much chat you're excrementing this. Podcast. I know, but it's my own bottom now that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want people to, to be able to look at me and not think about the harrowing story. Mm-hmm. But it's like proper kind of like, I was feeling so ill by this point as well. You know, that proper cold sweat that drains out your food poison. Like, yeah, you feel like everything is melting towards the floor. So I was kind of holding on to the side of the cubicle just so I didn't fall off. Like just out of like horrible weakness. And then I could see someone pacing about, a stranger pacing about the cubicle, waiting to get in because there was only one. Oh no! And you know when you get food poisoning, you're not getting off that for a while. But you want to make sure that the tank is empty. Yeah. And they were pacing about, and I'd be like, "I'm gonna be a wee minute." <laughs> Just this like pathetic wee voice, because like at this point, I could feel like there was literally no color on any part of my skin. Like it must have been translucent. I looked oh. like a a four-week-old corpse. Like I that che- is awful. Yeah, I, che- I checked the mirror when I stood up. <laughs> it's rough, like, because, you know, food poison's bad, but see if you get it off shellfish. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's like, rough, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I kind of, I felt like I'd, I'd touched the other side, like I'd crossed over for a moment. Saw the light and then... Yeah. Recoiled from it. Yeah. Come back to the services yeah. cold tiled toilet. Yeah, so basically I'd seen the light but then convulsed on the toilet again and it dragged <laughs> me back. <laughs> like a jolt from yeah. <laughs> a defib. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
uh, but this guy was just like wandering about like going <sighs> big oh the big tisks and tuts. size and that's when I had to go for the I'm sorry I'm quite ill in here please leave me alone please leave that's that's pretty minging stuff was, to go through it was intense um, so yeah I, can, <laughs> I think that's the last time I had food poison before you made uh, me not want to go to you because I think I'm going to get food poisoning with you and then can you imagine that happened to two people in a van <laughs> I've only had food poisoning two or ones the other time it was a, a gastro-respiratory illness um, that was me actually being very hip and having a, a full eight years before COVID. Oh, that's fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. So picked up in France, well ahead of the trend. Um, yeah, so we got to the, we got to London. Um, we set up in the venue and I went back to the hotel and I just lay there. and was like, like just kind of curled up and I think my um, I went for a wee sleep. Woke up and kind of got not quite helped onto the stage this time, but like I'd put the lid of my pedal board behind my amp at the back of the stage in case you needed. So occasionally, after singing a particularly strenuous bit, I'd be like, "Whoop!" <laughs> I go back to the drum drum riser and be like, "I am really into this. Yes, we are rocking out and having a moment." But I was actually kind of leaning over my amp so I could puke into the pedal board lid. Yeah. That's uh, and then I went back and uh, kind of shivered and sweated uh, whilst watching my cousin Vinny on the television in the travel lodge we were staying in while everyone else uh, left me to it because, you know, it's a bit of a bummer watching someone uh, look like something from the Day of the Dead yeah. try to watch Natalia. It was fun. Yeah, that sounds grim. Yeah, so... Um, grim Reaper. Last time I had oysters was, yeah, five years ago. Last time I had food poison, five years ago. Thanks, oysters. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What is your worst experience at motorway services? Oh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm also going to end it with something that I saw at a motorway services uh, yesterday that was really uplifting. And I really (laughs) liked it because I actually text David yesterday saying that I was crawling around the services like Gollum looking for a fish because there isn't anything for peskies really (laughs) in services Um, I mean I think when you ask anything about services it's either going to be like your car's on fire or it's toilet related isn't it (laughs) Um, I mean at a services before crossing over to Dunoon I did get norovirus I had been sick on the road whilst driving and I got out and vomited into the wind which came back on me (laughs) and then I got the ferry to Dunoon where it happened several times again and got to the Skipnish gig my dad had to hold me up outside because norovirus is a real wee cow that one isn't she it does uh... It takes it out of you. It does. I don't think I've actually ever had it though. It's, it was really, it was, it was a wild ride. Um, so yeah, services wise, yeah, that sort of stuff. But at the services yesterday, I saw, I mean, she was maybe like eight or nine and she had bought, I mean, probably an excess of 20 to 30 veggie spring rolls from Chopsticks and was like the happiest little person sitting 
eating so much deep fried. That's coming back food. up. Uh huh. But I was just like, <laughs> fair play. I haven't seen anyone look that happy in a services for a long time. So I mm. want to end this on an uplifting note to the eight or nine year old that bought 30 spring rolls and just sat there at 11 at night chowing mm. down. Huh? Merry, Merry Christmas. No. Come on, she was so happy. She was teeny. Oh, yeah, no, that's lovely, but give us the misery first and then <laughs> that can be your topper. I spewed down myself in Dunoon about oh. eight times. <laughs> okay, that's good. Just wasn't descriptive uh, enough. I wanted the misery. There then. was more misery that I can't <laughs> go into, but you know, you know it as well. <laughs> so, okay. uh, um, yeah. Oh, I just like, I know I told, started this podcast by saying that I threw up into the bath mm-hmm. that I was getting out of. Just want to reassure everyone that I then obviously cleaned the bath while I was holding onto the door Good. <laughs> with the shower and then cleaned my self, my, you know, below the knee, which was in the... Stop the, it! In the region of vomit. Yeah, good. That's, that's haunted me since she said it mm. about seven no, hours ago. That's like. the first of three ghosts. Mm. Oh, Phil. David. Yes. Merry Christmas. Charlotte, Merry Christmas. To our listeners, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And are you all still doing the music, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, have a lovely time, whatever you are celebrating um, yep. and whoever you are celebrating it with. Take these stories with you into the, the dinner table. Mm. Share them. Share mm. all these horrible stories that we've told you today. Yeah. We will be back at the start of January with a guest. Wonderful. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This podcast was recorded for Glad Radio at the Deep End in Glasgow, Scotland and edited by me, David McGregor. Today's episode was written by me and Charlotte Printer. All music composed by me and all. This episode was sponsored by The Elf's Union. Reminding you that unpaid labour is unacceptable. You're listening to a Glad Radio podcast. <laughs> That's like the bit where uh, in Hercules that was on Channel 5, uh, he read his script. Disappointed! <laughs> yeah, he reads his script direction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.